After last week's episode, I again welcome a lady as my guest. Thanks to Fintech Camp Hungary and the Beyond Banking Budapest, for the first time on the show, I had the opportunity to talk to someone working as a lawyer in the fintech field. This means a different approach and point of view, and it was exciting to hear that. Join me and you can learn how someone who is a partner at a legal firm sees PSD2 or the need of regulating big tech companies. Welcome to Fintech Flow, where we deep dive into the depth and complexity of successful startups, sit down with bright fintech minds and bridge together the gap in mindset between the legacy players and today's innovators. With 10 years experience as a manager in the financial sector, MIT certified fintech expert Linda Scharlein is prepared to put it all in play and to follow the flow. Christina, welcome to Fintech Flow. Please introduce yourself and your company. So I'm Christina Reichmann. I'm a partner at CMS. I'm based in Bucharest and I've been working for quite uh, many years <laughs> uh, in financial services, uh, financial services by and large. We are part of, um, of uh, the CMS uh, uh, law firm, which is um, fifth largest by you know international standards have a very strong European footprint. Actually, we are the largest law firm in Europe. But as I said, we have offices uh, outside Europe on all continents. <laughs> a very strong presence in CE as well. And I think real differentiator uh, for us, we are a fully-fledged law firm, so uh, we are basically providing bigger services in all sectors. But for us, financial services, digitalization, uh, artificial intelligence uh, is at the core of our uh, projects and a focus for us. And we are doing uh, it uh, in a very integrated way. I mean, we are really working as a team across jurisdictions. I guess it should be a difficult task to be a lawyer around the digitization, artificial intelligence today, because maybe the law does not really even exist. So what's your role in it? Of course, we we have combined competences. I mean, we are always working in team of specialists, uh, you know, financial lawyers, tech lawyers, uh, P lawyers. It is challenging because we are all living in a very challenging environment. But uh, I think um, what is um, really important is that we are not only, you know, bringing, let's say, the legal angle to uh, to this ecosystem. <laughs> we are also um, facilitating um, uh, developments, and uh, uh, I think uh, this this role is is quite important uh, because at the end of the day is about finding uh, and building a common ground uh, for this new trends, for uh, this new developments to shape up, to shape up in an articulate way. And indeed, when it comes to regulations, uh, everything is all the time challenging uh, because they are all the time revisited. They have to keep up with uh, with this new developments, and uh, yeah, in fact, uh, every relationship is a legal relationship. Uh, 
So um, that's why I keep saying that it's very important to have buy-ins for all the actors, for all the players, be it uh, incumbent um, uh, credit institution or new entrants into uh, the financial world, fintech, startups, big tech, um, telecom providers, and as I said, also regulators. The first task and one of the most difficult is to speak the same language. And here, you know, we are also playing a role. But as you can imagine, um, I mean, we, we can assist one of these parties when, you know, there is a business model which is developed. Of course, we, we can have uh, an involvement when it comes to uh, venture capital and some, you know, private uh, equity M&A deals. So, uh, if they are investing in this uh, fintech, so uh, um, or you know, the, 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 there are a lot of contractual models in this uh, ecosystem. So um, that's uh, that's a lot to do. Yeah, everything is uh, in an embryonic stage, actually. Yes. Let's um, look at PSD two. How do you see it? How do you see how the goal was? and what could we achieve with PSD2 and what can be the future for that? I think PSD2 is a very good example um, of um, a regulation which is uh, on one hand is uh, trying to liberalize the, the market actually and um, a focus on uh, customers, on their needs and really building also from our regulatory side uh, uh, this client-centric uh, perspective and um, it's uh, I think um, it's a very good step ahead which was taken by European Union and uh, European Banking Authority they actually launched FinTech Roadmap and their goal actually is to analyze this disruption uh, but also the benefits and the opportunities always with the client in mind with the customer in mind it's it's actually a response to what what happened before because basically there are there have been two approaches let's say one which is probably more the US experience with uh, just let things happen let's have them scale up and then we will see if we will regulate the other uh, approach was restrict and regulate so I think this PSD2 is building on uh, a more balanced approach which is let's benefit from innovation but let's doing do it in um, in a balanced way again as i said to the benefit of the customers but also uh, keeping in mind uh, all the threats because uh, there is a liability there is a risk down the chain uh, there are some data uh, protection aspects uh, to be taken into consideration uh, money laundering kyc cyber risk and I think uh, it's a, it's a, as I said, it's a good example of um, approaching all these uh, changes in a balanced way, giving a, a chance, let's say, to uh, to a more ecosystem um, 
approach. Do you think it succeeded in a way to let small players, uh, smaller innovators more into the market and uh, get to the customers? Or is it something that at the end of the day favored for the big companies, big tech companies who could utilize it more? Well, I think it's premature to, uh, to give you an answer on this. I mean, no regulation is perfect. But of course, it depends a lot on uh, the buy-ins from, from all the players. And it's very important uh, for it to, uh, to be savvy from, uh, from, from a tech and an operational perspective, but also to factor in and cater for all these risks. Uh, and uh, of course, uh, not to be abused. <laughs> so, uh, but it's a first step. And it actually forced the incumbent um, credit institution to open up. And another achievement is, is uh, I think, the fact that they actually built in this principle of uh, proportionality. Again, giving the chance to, to consumers to uh, enjoy a more convergence in, in this new financial services landscape, convergence of, uh, of the lifestyle, of, of their needs. But uh, I think there's, there's quite a long way to go in implementing this. And another upside of, uh, of this directive is that is uh, the first step to streamline and to align uh, regulations throughout the uh, European Union because if uh, regulators and uh, local laws are not aligned then practically nothing is possible. So, uh, yeah. Talking about local laws, do you see big differences in terms of regulation in the different countries in Europe and do you think It's something that can drive where fintech or startup companies launch themselves? Well, I think there are uh, differences. We, as I said, we are working uh, quite often in cross-border teams. Uh, so there's a lot of uh, knowledge sharing uh, inside CMS. Well, yes, there are differences in terms of, um, of, of, of the flexibility and the openness of, uh, of regulators, especially in those areas where there is nothing like, you know, this directive which provides a, a, common, uh, a common ground. Talking about uh, new trends and um, uh, new products and uh, disruption, of course, um, the idea, I mean, blockchain, alternative uh, lending, reg tech, uh, insure tech. So all these new trends are differently considered or avoided <laughs> um, across Europe by regulators. So there are some who are more flexible and uh, more open and they, they, they made a step forward. There are others which are more conservative. How do you see the role of tech giants and a little bit, I also mean in general, in the financial sector? But we can also hear voices who say that, for instance, PSD2 is not a fair regulation because the big tech companies, they have way much data on the customers than a bank does, for instance. But the bank has to share its data with, for instance, the te big tech companies, but no one 
makes the tech companies to share their data with the banks, for instance. Is it a fair competition? And how do you say, uh, see the big tech giants as financial service providers? I think we are witnessing a big move from, from, from their sides because their ultimate goal, I think, is for them to uh, get uh, a license and um, start really doing uh, financial services. Do you think they are willing to get a banking license, for instance? I think probably some of them, they are. their ultimate goal is to do that. Uh, and I see this uh, big tech as... Uh, a real competition for for the incumbent banks uh, because compared to fintech startups they have a huge client base as you say they have a wealth of data for their customers um, most of them are completely unregulated uh, they have some business models which are at the edge of um, you know traditional I mean, they, they, they are actually uh, tapping into, uh, into financial services uh, and banking through their uh, business models. Um, they have uh, liquidity, they have scale. So uh, basically, they, they are a real threat for, for the incumbent uh, credit institutions. And if you look from, from that perspective, uh, and because a bank um, obviously has to comply with uh, a pile of regulations because this is mainly linked to customer pr- protection, and because they have these two hats, they are taking deposit from, uh, from uh, consumers, so uh, they are under a very strict uh, surveillance and uh, uh, supervisory and uh, prudential rules. The fact that you know somebody from the other side is doing um, or is aiming to kind of tap into, into this sector, um without being equally regulated it, it, it is not a level playing ground um, now yes I, I I would say so so that this is not a fair competition in a, it's great to favor fintech companies so that they can really add to the customer experience and maybe it's good for the competition but talking about a big tech or a fintech it's not the same no definitely it's not the same yeah yeah they 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 are completely different animals uh, and as i said uh, the the big tech they they have uh, they they have a wealth of data uh, which is not uh, proprietary data and they are completely unregulated do you see signs from the regulators that they are preparing to start regulating big techs once they are too much into financial sector because they are already in the financial sector. So when is there going to be the point when the regulators step in and start regulating? I'm sure that uh, there are heated discussions <laughs> um, at European level uh, about the way, the right way to go. I mean, the big tech, they are, they are for sure catering for a need of customers 
most of them they are coming from outside Europe so there is a mismatch uh, in the level of regulation in European Union and outside European Union and what I can what I can tell you is what is public actually also from from European banking authority as I said they are mapping uh, and they are trying to apply principles that would uh, create a, a more uh, level playing ground. Thank you very much. Uh, where can people find out more about you? There is a CMS site where you can find a comprehensive uh, list of information about who we are and what we are doing um, in Europe, in CEE and uh, internationally. Okay, thank you very much, Christina. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the podcast. If you liked it, subscribe so that you never miss an episode. Next week, I'm going to have my first guest representing a bank on the show, and we will talk about how Erste is disrupting its disruptors. Stay tuned.